0: I don't like it in here.
1: It was (laughs) Matthew.
0: And welcome, everybody, to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Uh, we are live on YouTube right now, so thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it very, very much. Uh, we notice we've had a lot of followers lately on our social media, so don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube if you like our work and um, like the people that we bring to you each and every week right here on Haunting Live Podcast. There are different people that are in different topics of the paranormal field, and we just interview different people each and every week. So um, don't forget to subscribe and also like our videos here. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Today though we do have a very special guest joining us here. Uh, Rebel Star Tarot will be talking to us today about what he does in his field, which of course is tarot cards, and uh, we'll be discussing what he does here and his journey through his work, so let's bring him on right now. Hi there, how are you? Uh, Doing great, thank you very much for being here on Haunting Live this week, I appreciate you joining us here.
1: Thank you for having me
0: on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So you're out of uh, Toronto and you are Rebel Star Tarot. Um, So today we're just going to talk to you a little bit about what you do and how you got into doing Tarot. Um, So first of all, thank you for joining us and um, appreciate you taking your time out of your long weekend to be here today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's start with that first question then. Um, How did you first get involved in Tarot and what drew you to that?
1: Uh, what got me into tarot was actually it wasn't planned. It, it was an, more of a wonderful accident. Um, my wife, my wife Christine from Wisdom Within the Winds, she would go to these crystal shops, these metaphysical stores, and I would go with her. And I would have no interest at all. I mean, I wasn't into crystals or astrology or anything like that. I was just at that time I was involved with my music. I had my music going, my music projects and bands. And all my concentration and focal point was in the music. So when I would go into these shops with her, once in a while, the, the shelf with the tarot cards would catch the corner of my eye. And I thought it was interesting that the fact that tarot cards weren't just one design or one theme. There was many different themes, many modern themes. So I go, OK, this is pretty interesting now. And I would mention to Christine every once in a while, the tarot cards sort of got my interest, not I mean, I didn't really pay attention to the Oracle card. Well, in the beginning, I didn't really know the difference between Tarot and Oracle. So I would see just the cards on the shelves. And one time, I think, I think later on, I, I had a week off from work. I, I had my day job. And during my week off from work, I was planning on just playing old school PlayStation games and catching up on Lord of the Rings. And she got me a beginner's to tarot deck that she saw at an indigo bookstore. So that week off, I decided to go through the cards and read them. And the more that I got through the cards in the deck, the more I connected with what the images were, reading about the symbolism in the images. And it explained what I was going through at the time. And at the time, I just finished Again, I just finished doing music completely i've been doing music for 28 years and the last few months of music has been bringing it was bringing me down it was uh it was getting toxic and so when i decided not to do music a uh, a big a big weight was lifted off my shoulders and tarot reading about tarot what the cards meant it's like okay this card means this this is why i'm feeling this this card explains it and there's another card so I started noticing that each card actually presents minor events like things that go on daily in your life could be things that you don't notice are in the background to major events major life changing events and I was able to connect with that I was able to connect with the hermit card because I was at a time of stepping away trying to stepping away a time of self reflection and trying to figure myself out so tarot helped me figure out a lot of things and calm my anger and, and balance me and center me. So just off the bat of getting to tarot, I really liked the magic of, of the transformation, the recognition that he gave me for what I was going through.
0: So you found that you had a more of a deeper connection to certain cards, was it more just certain cards as you would go through the decks? Um, was it one particular pack of decks that you picked out that you liked a lot and that's what you learned on or?
1: Well, for the first deck I had i had i mean I, I went through that same deck and learning and memorizing everything that had to do with each card the symbolism the meanings the order of the cards and so those same there was about three or four cards in the deck that really spoke with what I was going through and so it was a it was a focal point or a visual uh focus point for me almost almost like um it's, it, was, it was just just to remind myself what I'm going through and, and I'm not the only one going through the feelings and the experience and stuff that, I, that at that moment. So when I got other decks later on, uh, which I admit tarot card decks are as addictive as collecting guitars when I was in music. And uh, but every, every time I got a tarot deck and that, they're, they're the same cards, the same meanings will still speak for me. And when you learn the tarot more and you experience more and you get more experience with, um, doing readings for other people, that, that experience, your connection, personal experience with that card could change over time. It could completely, it could mean something completely different, uh, down the road later on, a different experience for that same card with what you're going through. So it changed tarot changes and grows with you, with your daily experience and, and, um, yeah it's it just just doesn't that's what i like about it's it's not static it's a dynamic energy uh, that goes parallel with your life's path
0: it does and um doing tarot is really intuitive do you find that you have to sort of play it day by day as you learn different things about the tarot do different things stand out to you each and every day more that you use it well
1: the intuition at first i mean i've i never thought of myself being intuitive but when the more that you practice with the cards, the more you learn to trust your instincts and that, that intuition and gets stronger and stronger. And when you have less doubts and you're reading the cards, and you, when you get that confidence level, nothing could stop you. Nothing, you know, people, there's a myth that people think that you have to be intuitive. You have to be born with intuition or, or be psychic. Three cards. You, no, it's not that at all. The cards, let the cards speak for you. What do you see on the cards? Is there anything that stands out? Um, I, I tell people, I just read the cards. I'm a tarot reader. I don't blend in astrology. I don't blend in anything, anything else that could be tied in with tarot. I just read the cards straight out flat. Um, I have friends who do mix astrology with tarot or a bit of cabalism with it as well, which I find is pretty interesting, but that's not me for me. I feel like I just read tarot and, and also too. like later on, I learned, I learned how to pick up on runes and I try and make things interesting with some of my readings or some of my posts by combining runes with um, actually I'll show you some examples here. Like say we got the rune Perthro here, which stands for fate and luck and I would mix it with, with, the, with the card. So I would combine these together in my videos and I would give a collective message, a collective energy together of what it is. I wouldn't explain what one is and what the other one is. It's the collective vibe. And that would be like the main message I would do.
0: And I think too, that would help the client that you have learn more about what the message is for them by combining different things like runes, and tariffs together. I think that's really interesting.
1: It's different sources it's more than one source more than one uh, reference point, let's
0: say. Do you find that you get a much better response and a much better message that you can pass on to your client when you do that?
1: I find it adds more color and more detail but what I like about the fact of keeping it simple to to like one card or one rune or sometimes I'll combine three cards and not doing like a like a 10 card spread is that it keeps the focus. It gets rid of the extra details that could that could distract you, and just it gives you the focal point on like one or two aspects, um, different meanings, which I like that. I, I like it's I like the fact that it, it's like putting on horse blinders and just concentrating on what those cards are saying and concentrating on what your client wants for an answer.
0: Do you sort of have to play intuitive a lot when you do it? Um, do you have to sort of understand beforehand what your client sort of needs and then sort of pick out the appropriate cards? Do you do it that way or do you kind of just use one deck all the time?
1: I don't intuitively choose card decks. I know some people do. They'll have like like two or three decks laid out and they'll listen to customers. And they'll pick. I always have my card deck chosen it's always something that i'm comfortable with i'm the one doing the reading so i have to be comfortable with that card card deck and i have to we we have to have that great communication between me and the card deck so uh, the card deck's already picked out when i did readings in person before covid i would let the, the client participate and let the client shuffle the card deck in front of me and cut the cards into three piles. And then I would ask them to choose which of the three piles speaks to you. And they'll choose that and I'll put that on top of the deck and I'll draw the, the, the first three cards from that deck. So they feel that their energy is in those cards and it gets them feeling involved with what, with the message that comes through afterwards.
0: So what sort of experiences have you had using the cards and your clients and have you had a lot of positivity come through when you do the readings? Is it mostly positive messages that come through?
1: I always try and keep it positive or in a direction of something. But I'm, I don't like leaving the cus- the client or the customer hanging uh, with on a question mark or a negative question mark. You always want to try and find some some sort of a resolve or a positive resolve on what they could work on people think that tarot cards not everybody thinks but the general consensus people think tarot cards predict the future they're not a chris a crystal a crystal ball i always say crystal ball is like looking out the window tarot cards is looking into a mirror it's a self-reflection and it's what's going on with you and what's going on at the moment. So if I do a three card spread, a past, present, and future, and we go through the read, if there's still something that's not resolved at the end of those three cards, what I'll do, I'll draw an extra card a clarify a card to give a bit more detail on any of the three cards that are still questionable, or I'm not getting, I'm not getting um, the vibe or the message of that card. So, you don't want to keep your customers hanging. You don't want them thinking that they're cursed, like these carny fortune tellers that are telling people, oh, you're cursed. You got to get more money. Not like that, because that gives a bad rap on the whole tarot and Oracle, Oracle card business. You you want you want to have your customer feeling good that they can do something. And like going back to, I, forget, I forgot to mention about my message about tarot cards being a self-reflection is that you got to do the work. The client has to do the work. You can't expect... You can't ask, am I getting a job? Am I going to get rich in that? You can't expect these these fortunes, these wishes to fall in your lap and me to give you a yes, no answer. If you want a yes, no answer, then flip a coin and you'll save money, a lot of money that way. What I'm here to do with the cards is to help you work through the process and figure out what you have to do. You're going to have to take on an active role to work towards that goal. And in, in the end, if it works out, then you know you've participated. You did your part in having that work for you. And for me, I know I've done my part in pointing pointing them in the right direction or guiding them on their path, um, shining that light on the path uh, to help them reach what they're looking for.
0: And what are some of the most common things that, you don't have to go into too many specific details about what they ask, but what are some of the most common things that your clients specifically come to ask you about?
1: The general one is employment. Um, I don't get much relationship readings. I'm not big on doing the love readings, but when the question comes up, I'll do it. But mostly it's employment. What am I doing? You know, they'll ask, where am I going with this job? Is this job right for me? Uh, Should I start looking for other employment because I'm being ignored at work? So those are the general questions that I get from the customer.
0: Yeah. I think those are fairly common questions. You know, you get the usual love questions or you get the relationship or you get the, am I going to move somewhere or employment, I think are the big ones. Right. So, yeah. And I've
1: always had a rule that I don't do health readings. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not, prof- I'm not professionally. Uh, I'm, I'm not skilled in that. I don't know it. If you need medical help or have a question, see the, professional practitioners for doing that i don't do what they call tarot spine i won't read cards about your ex's sister's boyfriend i just do card reading strictly just for you and and that's it Um, especially with me being a member of the international practitioners of holistic medicine which is an organization that certifies people in the healing and the mystical practices i have to keep with that code to keep myself certified in that too. And, and, and be honest and you want your customers to, to feel safe and that you don't want to leave them on. And like I, like I said, I won't answer any health or medical question questions at all, or do any tarot spine. So I do have some, um, guidelines or policies that, that I always let the customer know before I do a reading.
0: That's always good to have. Yeah, the uh, usual line that people have is this is for entertainment purposes only, right? So um, I think a lot of people understand that when you go to get a reading, but there's some that don't. They try to sneak in those medical questions or whatever. and It's like, well, I can lay some cards for you, but (laughs) I'm not a doctor, so (laughs) you got to put that out there for sure. Um that's that's one thing I did want to ask you about as well. Um, you say you're a certified master tarot protection practitioner. Um, so how did you go about becoming certified and what does that involve?
1: Uh, to be certified, I originally took uh first I took um a t- a tarot certification course, which was a 12-week course. I took it over at, at uh with Jory, Joey Warchuk. He had the course going on at, at the Happy Soul Store in Toronto. And once I got that's like, that's like the basic beginner starter 12, 12 week course. I, mean, I used to go I went to like every Wednesday night uh, just to get certified, I'd say, Hey, you understand the principles of tarot and what it's about it. And, 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 and if you want to go into making it a practice or business, you have our blessing. You could do that. Once I got that done, and I decided to start rebel star tarot. I, Joey offered later on in the year, a six month long, this was a, an experimental six month long online tarot, like practitioner course, which helps you get your business together. And it was more intensive studying, more intensive homework concerning the tarot cards, really breaking them down the symbolism. And, um, uh, and getting your and getting your business ready, you had to get a business model ready what's going to be your persona are you going to have a persona what's your look what what kind of what's your demographic of the customers you're going to you're going to be you you want us uh, do card readings for so all that was tied in and it, and it was a very good
0: course. would you recommend that to people if they're looking to get into seriously doing tarot as say a business like yours, would you recommend them taking some kind of course or would you more recommend them learning it on their own to try to get used to what the energy says to them?
1: Both actually. Um, if Always keep your eye out for these courses. I mean, they're, they're very good courses. I know there's a few people around Ontario offering a certification course and In the meantime, get familiar with the cards. The more practice, the better. The more that you're going to feel in tune with the cards and the cards are going to open up to you. And I always say practice makes perfect. Just reading a book is not going to be enough. Knowing a theory is not going to be enough. It's like like saying, yeah, I know music because I could read the music notes on a music sheet. But if I don't actually try it on the guitar, if I don't put the practical theory to it, you're not going to master it at all.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got to practice anything in life to get better at it, right? So, you got to practice and get used to what you want to do. So, what kind of experiences have you had in dealing with tarot related to the paranormal then? Because we are kind of a paranormal show based here. So, I do like to sneak in a little paranormal. Um, Have you had anything strange happen when you use tarot?
1: Nothing strange, but I've just noticed like changes with going through tarot. It's giving me more of an awareness. An awakening to things i've learned to appreciate my surroundings especially nature it got me into appreciating nature a lot uh animals any living creature any human being and just being more more open it's i was before tarot i had i couldn't control like why was i feeling angry i wouldn't say anger management but i would say I was angry a lot, and for, for not finding a solution, why I would be upset and angry with things that wouldn't go my way, or I put so much focus into something that potential focus that if it doesn't go my way, if that that focus gets cut off, I I, I get lost. But Darrow has opened opened up my mind more to things around me, a lot more compassion. Um, it made me approach life in a minimalistic way also too. My my spending became more under control. I used to spend a lot of money on vinyl records online. <laughs> like a lot, like music and vinyl records and that. And with Tarot it just, it's just made me appreciate and feel gratitude with the and appreciate the small things. It could be one small thing on a daily basis. And that would be like Christmas, Christmas to me. I would be happy about that where before Tarot, I would have overlooked that. And I would always be expecting the big events, the big things to happen. Like it's got, you know, you're expecting to win the lottery every day there to make an impact to make you happy. And it's not like that anymore. I, I'm, I have gratitude for everything around me and what Tarot did. And um, it's not supernatural stuff you're looking for, but it's personal trans. That's the changes in the things I've noticed. It's more of a personal transformation so I'm sorry to let you down about, about the paranoia. No, that's
0: um, perfectly expected. I think when you deal with tarot and energies, cause they make you focus in on things more. So you can more focus on your life, intuitive things more directly towards yourself guidance and everything else. Right. So when... oh, there is
1: more though, actually okay. the moon phases, the moon phases have actually started affecting me. And I would ask my wife, why am I feeling so tired? Why am I feeling this way? And she's more in tune with what's going on with the moon phases and the astrology that she explained to me. And she's telling me, she would always tell me you're opening up more with the tarot and what you're doing. You're spiritual, I'm more sensitive with the energy and stuff going on around me. So I think that comes pretty close with what you were looking for also too, is that I am affected more with um, what's going on in the cosmos and, and that, but um it's just yeah just little things like that i've noticed also too doing tarot has made me more sensitive with energy and change and uh changes around me especially lunar changes
0: yeah that can have a lot of effect on even dealing with paranormal issues and energy issues because even we deal with like crystals as well right we charge our crystals in the moonlight so um, yeah that can have effect as well so um i want to change topics quickly now and uh, just ask you another question and I hope you don't mind, but, um, I know, of course you're male. So how has being, being male in the more dominant female sort of industry been on you?
1: I would say a challenge, um, with being, me being a male doing tarot and you can see on social media, it's a female dominated, um, spiritual metaphysical industry, um. I have a handful of friends, uh, male tale readers, and guys in the in the in the in the metaphysical field. Um, we haven't really talked about it in that really. It's, I try and be diplomatic about it because I don't know how to bring it up with that without it sounding like I'm whining or complaining about a situation. That, but you notice with a lot of um, the social media pages and stuff there that it's very protective that's sisterhood if that's another thing well the thing is too i don't do astrology i'm not a witch i don't i don't talk about like moon moon phases I, i don't do crystals that already makes me different from the majority of uh of the posts and the profiles out there i've always been a lone wolf and with me not dealing with those aspects those things I was talking about that everybody else is doing it feels like it feels like I have to learn to deal with doing my own thing it's more of a push that I'm not drinking the, the spiritual kool-aid um let's say that everybody else is on and but I like that challenge it just gives more fuel for the fire for me to work harder on my craft on the branding of rebel star tarot with the post and stuff, try and keep the post interesting. And, but yeah, to answer your question again, me being a guy doing this, there's, and people don't real, I don't think people realize this because everything's all hunky dory on the site when people act like a community, but I've seen a lot of these communities act more like clicks, like, like, like a, like a secret boys club or secret girls club. And if you're not in that click, then you forget it. you're the outsider. And you and so I try and be diplomatic about it. I might be a little bit more vocal in talking about it more in my posts because for the, for the past two years, I haven't said anything. But I think it's time to open up and sh- share m- my opinions and thoughts in a way that's not burning bridges. But uh, integrity is very important to me. And I want to show people that you know, I'm going to speak my mind and just try and be true. And hopefully people will see how true I am in talking about my observations with social media, but I've gone along. I've mentioned it to some ladies in like, in, 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 like circles, I would, I would, you would notice a lot of these events from a lot of these metaphysical stores, like these women only circles or say like these animal spirit circles and a lot of them talk about it's a women only circle. You can't, there's a lot of events at these stores that I would like to participate in, but it's women only. And it's frustrating because you want to learn, you want to experience these things to know what's going on. But I have participated in it and, and, um, an animal spirit circle and also a winter solstice circle, circle both by uh, Shona Lausanne and it was shown as she, I, I love her. She's very open and participating in the circles. The other ladies in the circle wish they could see more of that male, male participation in these circles, which is usually female dominating that there. I think a lot of guys are shy. Maybe people think that guys aren't open to maybe showing or getting in touch with their feminine side. Cause I think in this business, you have to have that balance. You have to be in touch with your male and feminine side to understand and feel the flow and the energy what's going on around you and that's so i know i said a mouthful but does that answer your question trevor
0: no that's totally all right um i appreciate your answer very much and um i do agree with that i think that um you have to work hard at getting your image out there and what you want to be presented as you can't just Go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing. Um, You do really have to work and push yourself to get out there more. So um, I agree with that. So um, hopefully things in the field will have a shift and change and involve everybody in the field, no matter what you're doing or what you focus on or who you are. So and um just before i do let you go though today thank you very much ivan for joining us here i appreciate you taking time out and uh, talking to us today about um how you do your work and what you do i appreciate you. it very much uh, thank you for joining us here on youtube i appreciate it um do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about before we let you go here today have you been working on any special projects during covid or anything like that
1: i've been doing a lot of intense studying all summer more on getting into with runes rune divination and rune lore and uh, picking up more on the practical side of runes it's not just casting the runes on a cloth and like in reading the message coming to you i've been taking a part in what's been called rune yoga and rune yoga was discovered in the early 1900s uh by um a gentleman his last name is marby and uh, he wrote a book about it before the First World War. And um, it's about doing rune poses or exercises, but in the form and the shape of each rune stave. And your body would form out these poses, and you would do what they call a, a galder, which is like a chant or a humming or of the vowels or the name of that rune name. And the vibration of your voice and the form that you take helps the energy from the chthonic level and the energy fields above to go through you. So you're like an antenna, you're, you're, you're receiving this energy through you and it helps center your, your ego, what they call it. Uh, I ego yourself. And it concentrates it to your solar plexus. So I've been practicing that I've been, I first started a few weeks ago and and it's a, it's an eight step uh, the intro one is an eight-step program, which will take about fifty-eight days to complete before I could go into to the next rune posture. So, so I'm sure I've been bugging my wife and my neighbors in the apartment with my with my vowel, vowel chants and, and, and tribal <laughs> t- tribal singing. But it's I I I find it makes me feel a lot more grounded in doing that, and it's something that helps me understand the runes, the mystery of the runes, the cosmic connection and the hidden message behind the runes and something more that i want to offer my customers, not the rune yoga, but I am working on a rune workshop, a basic uh, intro to rune workshop that I'll be releasing this fall. Uh, a, a simple two hour program that I'm working on. So I love, so I'm combining the runes. I got my tarot readings and I offer all those services on my website at rebelstartarot.com on my booking page. I offer, in-person zoom chat readings online and i also offer e-readings where if you have a question um you just you just purchase the e-reading from, from me and i could send you a tarot and rune combined e-reading or a rune reading and um, also my wife and i combine our services together my wife from wisdom with the winds and myself we combine a search together called the hermit and the high priestess which is a very interesting reading that both of us do both of us as a couple do a combined tarot. I do the tarot and she does the oracle card reading for the client. So they get two different perspectives. And we always and we do a cross-examination for the customer with what we come with and it comes to the same message, the same answer that the customer needs. And we offer that on my website as well too called the Herman and the High Priestess.
0: Sounds interesting, different way of taking things and um, joining both of your abilities together to Answer some people's questions through tarot. I think that's wonderful.
1: It was an accidental blessing. We did it first as a Facebook live. And after we did that for two hours, we realized, hey, I think we're onto something here. Because we didn't know we didn't have we didn't have a practice run the night before. We didn't it just just happened to be that our messages were pretty much the same. The cards that she drew and the cards that I drew, there was a connection, and we realized, you know what, let's try it one more time. So we did another Facebook Live. And then at that, at that event, we announced it, that, hey, this is a service we're offering to our, to our clients and it's different. And I feel in this day and age, you have to do different services and just do you know, things like I someone to stand out, to, to stand out from what everybody else is doing. You want to break free of that cookie cutter mold of, of what everybody else is offering
0: yeah, definitely you have to do that these days, It's especially to get yourself noticed notice on things like social media here. You really have to do something different. So I commend you for that. That's wonderful. And um, There you go. Your, like sponsorship awesome teacups. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, Ivan. I appreciate you taking your time on the long weekend here to have a chat with us. And it's been insightful and in learning about what you do. And thank you for talking to us today.
1: Thank you for having me on, Trevor. It's been a blast.
0: Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll have you back on and hopefully have your wife on someday as well.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. Have a great weekend, and uh, thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, that was Ivan joining us from locally here in Toronto. He is Rebel Star Tarot. I'd like to thank him for joining us here today on Haunting Life Podcast. And thank you all for joining us here as well. If you're new here, thank you very much for checking us out today. Um, this is one of our very first broadcasts on YouTube. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we usually do things on Facebook Live, but we had some technical issues and things over there. So we just switched recently over to YouTube to try the YouTube platform. And hopefully things will go better for us over here on YouTube. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel here. And click the Like button as well. That helps us out as well on YouTube. And uh, we are here each and every week. If you don't know what we do here, we are Haunting Life Podcast. We are a paranormal investigation team in southern Ontario. Normally investigating live stream at haunted locations, but since the pandemic, we created Haunting Light Podcast. And we do streaming from home here with different, different paranormal guests on our show each and every week. And uh, it's every Sunday at 4 o'clock. So you can watch the pre-show at 3 o'clock and join in the fun chat and different prizes to be won on the pre-show. But our regular show is Sundays at 4 o'clock here on YouTube with a new guest each and every week in the paranormal field, different topics we talk about each and every week. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, Just before we do let you go though, don't forget to check out our website. Our official website is hauntedlivepodcast.com. We have events where we do public events. And um, one of the events that are actually coming up soon here is our Halloween event at Ghost of the Queens, which takes place in Stratford, Ontario. And uh, tickets are on sale for that event. They are one forty for a two day event. You can come meet, meet us in person. Um, there's speeches Friday night, and there's a dinner Friday as well. There's workshops all day Saturday, and also a ghost hunt and seance on the evening of the Saturday to end the end the weekend. So um, come meet us in person in Stratford, Ontario at Ghost of the Queens. Tickets are on the website. You can also check out our Facebook page. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook as well, where we do a lot of postings there. And um, yeah, that's about it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, big thank you to Ivan from Rebel Star Tarot. For joining us here today on our Haunting Live podcast. With that, guys, have a safe weekend and we'll see you back here next week for our next edition of Haunting Live Podcast. I'm crazy. I
1: don't like it in here. No, it's Matthew. <laughs>